Today on the sidelines, we're joined by FC Cincinnati player and fan favorite Jimmy McLaughlin on this episode. We'll chat with Jimmy about how he's doing since tearing his ACL at the start of the season. We'll talk about the U.S. Women's Cup and get Jimmy's opinion on competitive pay when it comes to women versus men in professional soccer. And of course, we're going to talk about his roomie, player Forrest Lasso, and why he calls him the king of the kitchen. Linz, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah, Jimmy, you've had yourself a season. You're going back to FC Cincinnati at the Major League Soccer level, and then you get injured. What has this year been like for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's been really difficult. I, my goal was to get back to MLS with FC Cincinnati. It's what I've been working for for the last uh, three seasons. And to have it uh, taken away from me with an injury is obviously extremely disappointing and, and unfortunate. But um, the reality is I have to deal with it. Um, it's not what I wanted to be doing this season. I wanted to be playing in every game and helping the team uh, succeed. But I have to focus on getting myself uh, 100% recovered and, um, and and come back even stronger. So when I can play, I, I will be uh, maybe at a different level. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, every single day, my new game day is my rehab, which is a every single day type of thing. Um, honestly, it's probably longer and harder than the normal training sessions that I would be a part of. And, uh, I mean, it's coming along really well. I'm getting to the point where I, I still have a lot to do until I get back, but I can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so it's improving every day. And, uh my trainers and uh, physical therapists and strength and conditioning coaches, uh, they're really pushing me. And, and Jason in particular, the physical therapist, has been excellent in uh, keeping my motivation up. So, yeah, it's all coming along. It's a, it's a long process, but I'm getting there. So you're on schedule right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a weird one to put a timeline on because yeah. it is so long term. And uh, I still haven't done everything where they can exactly put a date on it yet. Um, but, yeah, no, everything is uh, on schedule. It's, they're very happy with how – I'm coming along, and uh, I really am trying to use this as an opportunity to come back stronger than ever before. And what have you been doing, like, in in your free time? I know you and I kind of touched base a couple of weeks ago about this. You play in FIFA. You kind of you got some <laughs> downtime. What's like? Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, honestly, my downtime, I I'm just exhausted. I yeah. mean, it's crazy. It's even today. I, I had three sessions. I mean, I had a physical therapy session. I had a, a bike workout and then I had a, an upper body lift. So, um, the amount of time I'm, I'm at the training facility is, I mean, it's almost like I, I live there at this point, but, uh, when I do get some free time, I like to, uh, relax playing some Fortnite and FIFA. Those are my kind of two, my two go-tos right now. Um, read a book once in a while, maybe play some poker. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really important to have something that you can, uh, turn to, to switch off from soccer and, even for me, the, the rehab, which is maybe more mentally draining. Um, so whenever I get a chance to, to kind of turn off, I try to take advantage of it. You said FIFA. Who are you beating on the team in that game? I haven't really played anybody on the team, honestly, but I, I would I would take my chances that I would probably take anybody on the team. I know that might stir up some uh, some some controversy in the locker room, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Division One player online in FIFA, so I'm quite confident <laughs> with my play. And I know that gets competitive. Who did we have in? Fatai. Um, Fatai and um, Fatai was. A, he says he's strong at, at FIFA, but there was someone else I can't even remember. Was which. it Kendall? Was it Kendall May- Waston? Maybe. Kendall? I know this gets like kind of. You guys I know get a Fatai's little. a big player. He, he talks a, a big game. I haven't. I've seen him play against Justin a couple times, but I mean. Justin's not a big video game player, so um, Justin Hoyt. Yeah, you know, I mean, so his competition yeah. is weak. Is that what no, you're saying? I'm just saying he, he, he might have beat up him, beat up on him on a few road trips. But Justin's got a couple kids; he's got to take care of. You know, so I mean, it's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, maybe me and Fatai will go at it one day uh, on the FIFA sticks. 
Uh, all right, so uh, let's switch gears here. we got to talk about the Women's Cup uh, game today at 3 o'clock, actually in just a few hours against France. Lindsay, I'm going to throw it to you. Yes, big one today. Um, I mean, they've looked pretty sharp the whole entire tournament so far, but this one, I'm pretty pumped to see. Do you have a favorite woman on the world? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I like Megan Rapino a lot. I think she's a great player. I like Alex Morgan a lot. Um, Julie Arts, I really like, obviously, because she's uh, got some Philly, Philly ties, too. A little so, Philly uh, yeah. over there. I mean, I got to gotta like Rosa Lavelle. You know, you got to support the Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati girls. So, no, I mean, I really think the uh, the whole team's uh, incredible, and it's been an amazing run and amazing for women's soccer and all of U.S. soccer. Um, just the uh, – the, the passion that you see in these World Cup games is, is like nothing else. I mean, you can't compare it to a club game or, or anything uh, even close to that. So um, having the whole country behind them and, and supporting them through this uh, fantastic run is, has been great, and hopefully we can keep it going. Um, for me, France is the, the best team besides the USA in the tournament, so uh, it's going to be quite the battle, and I, I don't think they looked incredible versus Spain, but they got the job done. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited, uh, and I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Are you guys, is there like a watch party? You guys all getting together? Any of the guys from the team to watch it? Well, or? they're all going to be away. I'm going to be pretty much the only one here. Right. So, Oh, yeah. we'll watch it with you, Jen. Yeah, we can watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch it together. Um, go ahead. One of the things then, and you know, it is a hot topic with the women versus the men uh, when it comes to competitive pay. When you look at it on your side and just overall on the national stage, do you agree with that? Or do you think something's going to change, you know, especially if they win another cup? Yeah, I mean, look, the women have had more international success than the U.S. men um, by far. It's not even close. Um, obviously, the the game is newer, and and the leagues um, across the world haven't been around for as long, and it's going to take time for them to grow and everything. But I think uh, it's definitely going to continue going in the right direction and, and hopefully continue to get closer and closer to the men's game. Um, I mean, that's what we all want. I mean, that's better for everybody, and uh, these women deserve – to make uh, a lot of money, you know. I mean, they, they've done fantastic, and they've uh, changed the soccer landscape all across the world. So, um, obviously, it's nowhere near close right now, and, and some some things definitely need to change for it to uh, to get there. But um, I think it's moving in the right direction, and, and the attention that the World Cup brings is definitely helping. Well said. I mean, well said. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. So, yeah, FC Cincinnati, they're hoping to bounce back right now. It's the second half of the season, second half of the road trips right now. They're dealing with a thin lineup. It's injuries, international break, everything that they've been kind of putting out there. It's younger guys getting the chance to step up. I know Jimmy's on the side. He gets to watch that. Some of the guys you're seeing out there, are you surprised with what they've been able to do with such a thin roster right now? And I know they want to get back to winning. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, it's been a tough stretch for us. And this is the thinnest that uh, I've ever seen a roster in MLS. I mean, we've had... Obviously, a bunch of guys away uh, on international duty, but just the kind of uh, unluckiness of the injuries that we've had over the the same exact time that the international players away it has been really tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guys are going to continue fighting. We're, we're confident about this weekend, and they've put together uh, an excellent week of work, and we're going to go to Minnesota for three points. I mean, um, the objective is is to get back on the winning side of things, and uh, I'm confident the guys are going to go and get that done. And, you know, kind of... On topic a little bit here, have you ever had this situation before where um, a coach, there's a change of coaches mid-season? Um, has this ever happened to you? Has this been kind of a big adjustment? 
Yeah, it's happened several times in my career. Um, I mean, I, I guess it happened twice when I was in Philly. Um, and then obviously it happened FC twice here now in yeah. Cincinnati. So, I mean, it's always honestly a, a strange time. Um, every coach has a different philosophy, a, a different opinion on uh, their style of play and, and the, the players that they like. So um, it's always a, an adjustment period. And But the reality is it's an opportunity for everybody to, uh, to kind of – take over overall i mean everything kind of is erased when a new coach comes in it's almost a clean slate and um you have a chance to kind of impress from ground zero so um yeah i mean as tough of the as of times it's been for us right now i, I think even with the injuries and the international duty it does allow guys to step up and and you're going to see guys uh getting maybe more opportunities than they would have if the the team was completely healthy um and everybody was back from international duty so i mean i've seen it many times over my career where somebody has an incredible game uh during a, a stretch of games like this and they never ever look back um and they play on for the whole season so yeah i mean uh listen all the guys want to win it's it's brutal being on the losing side and and um, they're doing everything they can to uh, to get the get everything right. One of the things, and, and from day one to now, and it's so funny because, and not even funny, it's awesome, after a match and you're out there on the field and some of the guys are signing, you're taking pictures, taking selfies with everyone, I hear the loudest cheers for you. Mm-hmm. Are, are you even surprised with how the city just embraced you from day one? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's um, incredibly surprised. I mean, it's uh, incredibly flattering and it means the world to me. But, um, I mean, when I – agreed to come out here and signed to come out here. I mean, this is miles better than what I was expecting it was going to all uh, become. Um, I mean, I remember them telling me they were hoping to get 5,000 people maybe at a game, and I honestly thought that was crazy at the time with the numbers that USL teams were drawing and, and how it's turned into this, and now it's turned into this MLS journey for me. Um has honestly been incredible, and the, the fan support is what's made this all happen. It's the reason why we're in MLS, um, it's the reason why this place is so special to play and, and everybody from across the world wants to come here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly so flattered uh, by their support and it, it means the world to me. Besides the Open Cup runs at the USL level, do you have a moment that really just sticks out for you with the club? Yeah, in terms of the USL, mm-hmm. um, I got a couple. Um, I really do think that first game, uh, the inaugural home game, really sticks out to me uh, against Charlotte where Sean Coley scored the super kick and Austin has a diving header. Um, just because we really had no idea how many people were going to show up. I mean, it, it, when you look back and and you see the whole story, I mean, it's we've had this amazing attendance the whole time. It's gotten better and better. But I think it's interesting for some of the guys who are here now that they don't realize that this was a brand new thing three years ago. And we actually had no idea what to expect. I mean, there could have been 5,000 people who showed up. There could have been 2,000 people. And then we got 14,000. Um, and at that time, that was unbelievable. It was I mean, oh, yeah. Now it's like 37,000 <laughs> and it's like <laughs> bursting it, at the seams. It's crazy how yeah. it's changed, you know, and, and just the expectations keep getting raised and raised and raised. And every year it grows and grows. Um, so to see where it's it, it's at now, and um, I think it's important for the guys who have been around to tell and, and, and show the new guys that, listen, this is a special thing here and um this is not just like any other club in the world. Like what has gone on here has truly been remarkable, and uh, I think everybody needs to know that. Does anybody else and some of your friends who play soccer do they look at you and say, "When I come to Nippert Stadium, and I'm sure you have relationships with guys who have come here to play, have they ever said this is pretty special here?" Hundred percent. Yeah, everybody. Uh, all my friends who come here, they say the same thing. They're blown away by it. Um, I, I really think uh, Cincinnati kind of flies under the radar on a lot of different levels. Um, not even just the soccer, but the city in general. I just had one of my best friends from home uh, in town this past weekend, and he's been to several games, and he's been here since year one. He comes out uh, about once a year. 
Um, and the the crowd always blows him away. He's a huge soccer guy, and obviously 32,000 people at the LA Galaxy game was the best this season's had. But even just the city itself, um, I mean, he's from Philadelphia, a major city, and there's many things about Cincinnati that I think uh, people from bigger cities, they don't think it's going to be the same. You don't think it's going to be not going to have the same quality of restaurants or life or and everything like that. And I, every time they come, they're blown away. They think it's fantastic here. They want to live here. Um, so I think Cincinnati's uh, it, it really is a hidden gem, and, and I think it's a city that's just going to keep growing, and uh, it really is a great place to live. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know you still live with Forrest. You guys are still very good buddies. And I always like to ask the guys about, like, what are you what are you cooking at home? Because Forrest <laughs> loves to cook. And I think we even asked him, does Jimmy cook a lot? And he's like, well, I cook for him sometimes. <laughs> what Has that changed at all? Has listen, he taught you? Listen, there's one cook in the house, and that's Forrest. <laughs> I mean, Forrest. the most of my cooking... Uh, is is it's in the microwave. I mean, there's really not much that goes on uh, on the major, the major cooking um, items. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm really keep it simple. So, Forrest, he will uh, be courteous and generous and cook for me sometimes. Um, he actually recently has started wearing this apron that his mom got him for his <laughs> birthday, and it kind of started out as a joke. Like he wore it the first time he cooked, and he's like, "Oh, look what my mom got me," and he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm wearing it, you know." <laughs> but now, like, I came out of my room the other day and. There was no one in the kitchen. It was him by himself, and he's got the apron on. So um, I don't know if it's become his thing or if he's okay. working on maybe a side job as a chef in the future. But uh, you know, Forrest, is, he's the king of the kitchen. He's the king of the kitchen. Yeah. Has uh, your family been able to come back for any games or anything this season? Yeah, they actually were here this past weekend, which, was, which was amazing. Um, my, my parents, um, my mom's parents, and my dad's parents, and my aunt also came. So uh we had a full house here, and uh, it's always amazing having them in Cincinnati, and they love being here, and, and they've also uh, – it's been fun for them because they've obviously followed along since day one, and they've experienced the growth and, and been a part of all of it as well um, and been part of this journey with me. So um, it's always a blast having them here, and it was a, a fantastic weekend. What's next for you, Jimmy? Next for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, next for me is just doing everything I can to uh, to get better and, and get back on the field. Um I mean, that's what drives me, you know. I mean, I, it, it's it's brutal having to watch the games from the stands. Um, and I hadn't done that here in Cincinnati, and I, I'd been a part of nearly every single game. So watching it from the other side was really, really tough at first. Um, and it is now at this point. I, I've gotten over that initial period of being upset at the games, and, and I can enjoy the, the atmosphere, which is kind of nice in a sense. But every single, every single time I go into the stadium and, and see the crowd and see the team play in front of a – 30,000 at Nippert, I, it's my motivation to get back out there. So um, I really try to take it in, and I, it's it's something for me um, to use when I'm struggling at the rehab and maybe I don't want to do an extra session or I can barely get through the lift or this extra run. I mean, that's what I think about um, to kind of push myself forward and uh, and do everything I need to do to get back uh, even stronger to Nippert again at some point. So. Goodness. I love it. Um, yeah, because we, uh, we miss you. Very much, and I uh, I follow a couple of your fan pages. Yeah, you have some like have fan some accounts. You have a bunch <laughs> of Instagram fan accounts, and I'm always like, gotta support, gotta support Jimmy. That's follow good. his. They're doing his an fan excellent accounts. job out there. They yeah. are. Yeah. They, you know what, Cincinnati, uh, we love you, and we're ready for you to get back out there on the pitch. And uh, it's been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's been a, a you know a busy season, lots of ups and downs, but uh, Cincinnati is behind the team 100. percent And one of the positive things is Jimmy. 
I, yes. I think that. I think that you way. have been. I, I just, and I'm not just saying this because you're, you know, I consider you a dear friend of mine. But um, you've, you're a fan favorite. You've been someone. You've been with the team from day one, and you've got T-shirts with your face on it. And I just think the city just embraced you, and it's cool. It's really, it's really cool for you. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, I love the city, and I can't thank that, can't thank them and the club enough for everything they've done for me. And uh, I mean, not only has the, these last three years been amazing for my soccer career, but it's also just been amazing for my life. Um, and these are memories and friendships that uh, I'll have forever. And uh, it's been a really special uh, time, and I, I'm excited to, to see where it goes and, and continue it here and uh, continue growing with the club and, and the city. All right. Thank you so much, Jimmy McLaughlin of FC Cincinnati, uh, for hosting our podcast on the sidelines today. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you guys so much for having me.